Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Hence came the the three-pillar movement of the remarkable woman, which is financial empowerment, personal empowerment, and professional empowerment. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Well, hello and welcome back to My Careers Podcast, where I interview fascinating professionals who've made amazing career changes. Now, today, I'm very lucky to have Shivani Gopal on the show, because a little while ago, I was reading an article in the Sydney Morning Herald and was intrigued by her story because she started a movement called The Remarkable Woman. I found her story so fascinating that I was compelled to contact her for an interview. So today's episode is going to be an exciting one. Okay, now, Shivani Gopal, she is the founder and CEO. CEO of The Remarkable Woman, an impact-based movement created to empower women to live a more remarkable life personally, professionally and financially. It's guaranteed to shake up the way in which women connect and empower themselves and one another. Shivani is also a senior leader in financial services. She's the recipient of a Money Management Award for Female Business Development Manager of the Year. She has over 12 years industry experience in leading people, corporations and change management. Now, inspired to create change by reflecting on her personal challenges with traditional regressive gender barriers, workplace barriers around the lack of mentorship and the experience of her fellow female colleagues needing to be heard in the workplace, Shivani founded the remarkable woman to create a positive impact to women's lives and to ultimately change the world for women, starting with one woman at a time. She's a master in commerce and currently is undertaking her MBA at Sydney University. She's a regular contributor to national and international media conversations regarding progressing equality for women and is a regular speaker at prominent women's and business events. So let's welcome Shivani to the show. Hello, Jane. Thanks for having me. Oh, I've been very, very excited about interviewing you because the remarkable woman sounds like such an amazing movement in a way that you're creating. And so I can't wait to hear more about it. But before we do, I'd love to hear your career journey, because I believe it's been quite an interesting one and quite a challenging one as well. So how about let's wind all the way back and you tell us a little bit about what may have been your career aspirations during your very early days. Yeah, sure. Let's take a walk, a walk down memory lane. <laughs> um, <laughs> my my very early days um, in in career, I actually 
uh, went to university studying psychology. And for me, it was all about, and it's always been about, similar to you, Jane, helping people. How can I make an impact on the world by making an impact on just one person um, and have a greater ripple effect in their lives and, and therefore their community in the world? And so I wanted to be a psychologist and off I went to, to study psychology. And um, and during my, my course of study, I found that there was um, some personal change that happened in my life around a, a very early um, arranged marriage um, that I had when I was when I was quite young and and being the you know headstrong ambitious person that I am in in, in that way I thought well you know what I really want to start working right now I, I don't want to um to, to be married and not and not have um, a career for myself and so I threw myself into banking and I started working as a bank teller and I started doing that full time and I put my university on hold and um, and started you know working my way through the ranks as you do and I discovered this thing called financial planning and I was so intrigued by it I thought my goodness here's something that can actually make a difference um, in people's lives and so you're helping an individual but you're also helping them master their finances and so off I went and I changed my degree and and, uh, became a financial planner and started studying in that field and so years later I worked as a financial planner for about five and a half years I've coached financial planners uh, on how to be their best selves and I've um, I've also led financial planning teams and um, and done business development work for financial planning. But in in the early days uh, when I when I first became a financial planner, Jane, if you if you're asking about my career journey, mm. I didn't actually have that support network um, that that I would have loved to have had. And so anyone that I had approached for for mentorship was either too busy or, or blatantly said um, no. You know, you're you're too young and, and too pretty, so off you go and, and come back and see me in 10 years' time. Um, gender-based discrimination at its best, I would say, um, or at its worst, I should say. But yeah. um, so I found myself, you know, um, standing there in empty rooms and rehearsing to myself over and over again as to how I would best address a client. I found myself sitting in the office till 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, going over a a strategy over and over again from one side to the other, making sure that it was the right thing for the client. And so essentially, because I had no choice, I had to self-train technically and personally to be the best that I can be. And it was that experience that fused in me that we all have the ability to be remarkable and we need um, support from others to, to become our most remarkable selves. Mm. You know, it makes me think about that, that saying that's one of my favourites. If, if it is to be, it's up to me. And if you're able yes. to do that for yourself, which sounds so much like what you, you did in, in your life, because what an amazing journey that you've had, you know, from the early days of having an arranged marriage. And this must be because of your cultural background. Maybe tell us a little bit about where you're, where you're from as well as, as personally. Yeah, sure. Mm. So I, I come from a Fijian Indian background. My my family, you know, brought me out here when I was one, and and we've had you know an, an absolutely beautiful life. And um, you know the the work ethic um, that my parents have, you know, very much fused in me. But at the same time, my my parents and my family are all part of a a very strong Indian community. And within that, unfortunately, there there still are um, at the community at large some regressive. 
um, traditional norms around gender bias and mm. what women should do, how women should behave and, um, and what women's roles are and what men's roles are. And so when I had a boyfriend um, at 18, um, it was very taboo. It was, it was unlike what a young girl should do and it certainly wasn't seen as what um, you know, a good girl would do. And so it was, it was very much suggested to me that, um, that I marry um, so that there was no shame to the community and there was no shame to the family. Um, you know, it's important for me, Jane, to be really clear on it. It wasn't a forced marriage. She was absolutely my boyfriend. Um, but it was, it was arranged in the sense that the, the, the time, the person, the place, it was, it was all, the decision was made for me. Um, it, and it was made almost overnight, um, you know, combined from the two families. And, and so for me, it was about learning about myself, what it is that I want and, understanding that it's okay to choose you and it's okay to choose happiness for you and it's worth fighting for and eventually your friends, your family, your community understand and eventually they will support you. But you've got to fight that battle uh, for yourself first. Mm, It sounds like you've needed to really empower yourself from very, very early days because there was gender bias in your culture uh, somewhat in the community as well as professionally when you were getting into financial services. So you were getting it from, from really every angle. Absolutely. Yeah, yes, yeah. I was. And, um, and your experiences make you strong and they, and they make you who you are. And so whilst I wasn't able to fight, um, you know, the, the expectations that were placed on me when I was 18, it made me really strong to fight the the biases that I experienced in the workplace because it was sort of like, no, 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 this is going on in my personal life. It's not going to happen professionally to me. And so when I was turned down so blatantly for mentoring, I just thought, well, and, and as you said, Jane, it's, um, if it's going to happen for me, it's up to me. And so that's exactly what I did. Um, but what saddens me is that this hasn't just happened to me. It's happened to, to many women um, across all industries and workplaces. And what's important is that we band together and provide a support network um, that does shake up the way that women connect with each other and, and does shake up the way in which women can, can forge a successful path for themselves, which is via empowerment through mentorships. Mm. What do you think it is that makes women so reticent when it comes to putting themselves forward because you you know like so so typically they say you know men are from mars women are from venus but men when they think that they can do something they feel so uh, confident within themselves but very typically women don't um, a little bit like what we were talking about before we started the podcast how men if they tick three boxes they think okay well that'll be three boxes out of 10 they'll think that's good enough I can do it whereas for women they feel like they need to tick 10 boxes out of 10 before they can actually do it and so it's that matter of self-belief isn't it what what, what do you think the difference is and why there's certainly a matter of self-belief but I think it's I think it's so much deeper than that I Mm. think it's the way in which we are socialized as women and and the way in which um we're women um have a huge expectation to strive for perfection in all fronts, Jane. Mm. Um, you know, I, I see, you know, mothers who constantly are under pressure to be the perfect supermom. Um, I see, you know, young teenagers constantly striving and, and not just teenagers, you know, women women across all ages, you know, struggling um, to be the, the ultimate um, uh, symbol of perfect when it comes to how you look and how you dress and, um, and, and your clothing size. And I think all of that um, has a ripple effect on, on a woman 
and her sense of needing to be absolutely perfect and absolutely ready for everything that she does. And and so it's, it's a level of socialization that we need to start to undo, which is I, um, I'm amazing as I am and I have the confidence in my abilities and I'm proud of my individuality and that will make um, a difference. And so when you use your individuality to your, um, when it comes to your work, that makes a huge difference as well. And so if you don't have all five, but you've got two or three, um, you can still go for that role and use what you have, which is so much more than what a piece of paper can ever add to you or or tell you to have. Um, and, And that will make the role so much more of a success. And I think That's the narrative that we need to start telling ourselves. And then there's the other broader parts, which is, yes, um, you know, men are seen to have more confidence and and to be more assertive. Um, And so, therefore, they do go for these roles that women tend to hold themselves back for. Um, And and what what women need to be um, better equipped in that area is is the opportunity to to practice. We know that practice makes perfect. And so what women need is the opportunity to – to talk to other women and say, right, well, I'm, I'm going for this role and these are the reasons why I think I'm, I'm most appropriate for it. So set yourself up for success by, by being there mentally, by practicing verbally and give yourself that vicarious experience. And those are the things that I think will start to change um, a, a woman's life and, and give her more of the, um, the accessibility to those roles. Yeah. You, you know, you were saying how when you um, approached your your manager or your superiors for mentoring so that you could get further in your career and and they basically pushed your your desires aside and you had to really train yourself and practice yourself so that you could uh, become as strong as you could be within the financial services sector. How important do you think it is that uh, women do have support um, in order to, to grow as professionals? is monumentally uh, important that women have support mm-hmm. to grow as professionals. And and it um, it sort of it echoes all the things that I was saying earlier. You know, women are socialised um, in a way to, um, to work towards care-based roles and, this, and, and that's wonderful if that's what your ambition is. But if your ambition is something else, if your ambition is that, hey, I, success to me means working in the world of business, success to me means working in the world of, of marketing or, um, or finance, then you should absolutely have um, every support that's available to you to be successful in that role. Mm. even though we're not socialised to be uh, successful in, in, in those sorts of roles. And so a support network is, is incredibly important because it will give women the opportunity to self-validate. It will give women the opportunity to see those who have been successful before them. And we know that seeing is believing. And when you see women who do those roles, you think, well, she's just like me. She's had a story who's similar to mine. If she can do it, I can do it too. And it will give women that that ability to to believe in themselves. So there's all these wonderful things happen. You get um, external vicarious experience through watching women do it. You get internal vicarious experience by imagining that you will do it um, just the way that she does or or different ways that that you will add to it um, because of the wonderful things that your personality brings. Um, And you will have the ability to use women as a sounding board and say, hey, here are my ideas. Do you think this could work? And in, and in turn, it instills confidence to actually forge ahead and, um, and use those ideas and bring them to fruition. So um, in summary, it's, it's 
monumentally important. Mm, mm. And so that is what led you to found The Remarkable Woman. What was your aha moment, Shivani, when you thought, okay, I, we, I need to create something like this and this is how I could actually structure it. So I'd love to hear the story about how The Remarkable Woman bubbled up in your mind and then you actually launched it and um, turned it into a movement. Yeah, sure. It wasn't really one individual aha moment. Um, in in looking back, I've had so many in my life where I've been, you know, a, a warrior for myself and had to fight for myself, or a warrior for my gender, um, as, as so many women are like me. Um, and I've and I've seen experiences through my friends, family, and colleagues. It's made me go, my goodness, this is not okay, and we need to forge a movement to create change. Um, and so that that's why the remarkable woman is all about shaking up the way that women connect and empower themselves and empower each other to live a remarkable life. Um, but I'll tell you some of my aha moments that made me think um, that propelled me into action, mm. um, if if you like. One of them was um, my own experiences around the lack of mentoring that I experienced. And um, when I've seen my male colleagues who've had received that mentorship, um, and don't get me wrong, Jane, I've been incredibly pleased and and happy for them to to receive that. I just want women to receive that too. Um, I've seen how confident and steadfast they've become in their career paths, and I've seen their careers go from strength to strength. And when I was denied that, I thought, where could my career go if I just had that that hand, um, a steadying hand, you know, supporting me to success in my path? And I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a network of accessible women? And when I researched it myself, I thought, my goodness, it is so expensive and inaccessible mm-hmm. to get that kind of mentorship. You know, structured mentorship programs cost thousands and thousands of dollars. And, and women, you know, m- Whilst they have that sort of money, I mean, women are better educated and earning more money than what they ever did before. They're still earning 17% less, but hey, we are in a much better position. Um, so whilst women may have that sort of money, there are other things that they may need to allocate those resources to, or they don't have that money. How do you make it more accessible? So that was one of my dreams, um, to, to be able to impact as many women's lives as possible by making mentorship um, accessible. And so that was one of my personal aha moments. The other one was around elevating women's voice. Um, My personal story meant that I had to um, stand up and fight so hard for what I believe in. And as a result, I became very, very articulate and very steadfast in my narrative around what my why was and what was important to me. And that then translated to the boardroom, that then translated to team meetings, that then translated to interviews, it translated to everything. And so the power of using your voice and knowing your voice um, is something that I've always realised. The aha moment that happened to me there was I was on a bus and I was on a conference um, uh, in China and we were doing one of those um, those tours where we were going around Shanghai and and Jane, I've I've since remarried, um, you know, and um, and you know, very you know happy in that environment. But I chose not to change my surname. And I had a colleague sitting next to me, and he said, "So, Shivani, you got married. You didn't change your surname. Why is that?" And I gave him a very well detailed answer as to why it may work for some women, but for me, it just didn't work. And for me, it was my choice not to change it. Um, and and I support either. And his response to me was, wow, Shivani, when you say it, I really get it. And, you know, your reason really makes sense. But, hey, I tell you, my friend's wife 
I mean, she doesn't want to change her surname. And I just think it's ridiculous because you know, she has no real reasons like you do. And I, I had to pull him up on that. And I said, look, I'm going to have to stop you right there. The difference here is I've thought about this enough and I've been put in so many hot situations where I've had to explain myself. Um, and so now I do it with such um, such passion that people go, right, I hear you. I understand where you're coming from. Point noted, Shivani. But just because I'm able to articulate that doesn't make my reason any more right than another woman's. And so what you're saying to me is just because she can't um, articulate her point in the way that I just did, you're doubting her reasons and that's not okay. And that story has translated in so many other ways where my colleagues in the boardroom have had fabulous ideas and just couldn't articulate it um, in a way where it was heard. And you know, their other colleagues have, and so as a result, they got the credit for it. It's articulated in, in terms of interviews where interviews have been won and lost um, in um, in the form of who was able to get their point across, who was able to use their voice effectively. And I thought there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way to enthuse women with confidence and give them an opportunity to validate themselves by sharing their personal story and by looking within themselves because that's how I've been able to validate myself. And some amazing women that I know who've gotten to this level um, of self-efficacy have done exactly the same thing. Um, and I thought, you know, TED Talks, what a great way uh, for, for women to get out there and say, hey, this is my story. This is what I've done and um, and this is why, this is my impact on the world and these are my, my challenges and, and my successes and, and my hurdles. Um, and I thought, wouldn't it be great to create that kind of platform for women where they share their personal story? And so that was my aha moment with the Remarkable Woman Talks, enabling women to get together and share their personal story, share their successes and failures and, um, and challenges and self-validate through that and also share their learnings with other women and also reap the wonderful benefits that come from public speaking as well. So that was my aha moment around that. Um, and when I was looking into this further and further, I realised, um, you know, the, the restrictive impact of, um, of not being paid as much as you should. And so hence came the, the three-pillar movement of the remarkable woman, which is financial empowerment, personal empowerment and professional empowerment. Um, and, and we give women financial empowerment by helping them get greater purse power by stretching their dollar further and partnering with companies who give them discounts, notwithstanding the fact that we are a warrior for um, advocating for equal pay. We'll continue to do that um, to have a brighter tomorrow. And so that's how it all came together. Lots of little aha moments um, that gave me the remarkable woman. Mm, I love that story. And you know what, what really resonates with me is the power of using your voice. It's so important because for so many women, they're not really confident to express themselves clearly, even if it's in, say, say a, a, a board meeting or a business meeting, and they don't say anything. And as a result, people make assumptions about them. Um, incorrect yes. assumptions as well, because there could be plenty of very powerful information inside. But if they don't have the courage to be able to speak up and um, even express a view that might not be the popular view, um, but, but it could be a great point of debate, if they don't bring that up, then people will assume there is no voice, they have no opinion. And um, it really is quite unfair. And obviously, you have you have experienced that as well. And I think with the mentoring that you're going to make, 
um, available to women who, who join your movement as well. It's going to really create quite a groundswell. It'll be so good to have all of these women uh, really empowered to be equals. Yes, mm. and that's what we want. When women are empowered to be equals, their mm. lives change, their families' lives change, communities change, the world changes, mm. and that's what it's all about. Yeah. And so, okay, so with the remarkable woman, because I'm very excited about the remarkable woman now and I want to find even more more about it, um, how does it work? How do people get in touch with you? Just give us all of the information. Great, great. Happy to do so. Um, <laughs> Um, The Remarkable Woman is a a membership-based program. So we're inviting as many women out there as possible um, to get out there and register on the Remarkable Woman page, which is um, theremarkablewoman.com.au. Currently, we're at pre-launch stage and we'll be launching next week um, to get women access to three key pillars that will help them change the way that they connect um, with each other and and change their lives remarkably. Um, So there are three impacts that we're working to deliver to women um, through being a member. One is professional empowerment, and that means that we will empower women professionally by pairing them up with mentors. So we will get to understand exactly what our members are after, what stage of their careers are they in, what roles are they in, what do they need out of mentorship, and we will provide them with a structured mentoring program and we'll pair them up with a mentor that's best suited to them over a four-month program so that women can achieve um, the, the life of their dreams by building the career that they want. Um, and, and so that's how we achieve professional empowerment for women. And, and all members have access to that. Um, what I've also done, Jane, is work really, really hard to make sure that this is sustainable for women so they can take up as many mentorship programs as they want, um, as well as the fact that it's accessible to women by way of access to amazing mentors as well as being cost effective. And so I have worked with um, some amazing minds in the executive leadership space um, as well as some leaders across different industries, um, as well as um, some some amazing um, academic minds to create this mentoring program. And we're actually offering it at $220 for women. Um, And so comparatively, as you probably know, it's uh, mentorship programs like this that run for four months probably cost about $3,500. And so we've, we've been really careful to make sure that if we're to be able to create change across the nation and across the world, it needs to be accessible. And, and so we're, we're providing that as close to cost as we could. Um, and so that's one of the ways that, that we work in The Remarkable Woman. The, the beating heart and soul of The Remarkable Woman is Remarkable Woman Talks. And so that works very similar to TED Talks where we will have a talk um, that will be in every major city. And so when I say every major city, it's Brisbane, uh, Melbourne, Sydney, and Perth. So that's who we're starting with at the moment. Um, and again, so launch is next week and we'll, we'll start announcing the first talk. So we want women to register and, um, and put their intent out there to speak. All women have the, uh, have the accessibility to, to give their own talk. And so it's not about uh, women um, having to have created their own multi-million dollar business from scratch. Although if you have, I mean, power to you, sister, good on you, you've got an amazing story. But, you know, if you haven't and and your story is around um, 
motherhood, if your story is around families, if your story is around the, the career um, struggles and ups and downs that you've had, that's remarkable by definition itself. And so we invite every woman out there um, to share their personal story in the Remarkable Women stage. What we then do with that, similar to TED Talks, is we share that with the world throughout YouTube, Facebook, our website, um, as well as tweeting out their um their, their their quotes and so a great way for women to get involved is if, if they've got a small business and they want to talk about their ups and downs on how they created that business and and the self-narrative that they told themselves um, and what they can share with women to to follow in their footsteps a great way for you to get out there and to do that um, we will not be charging any women um, to have access to Remarkable Women Talks. And if a woman wants mentorship to best prepare her talk, we will also pair her up with mentorship free of charge as well. So it's all about accessibility um, and creating a, a greater ripple effect. Um, and so that's the, the second part. And then the third is purse power. So all women um, will have access to purse power while we continually advocate for equal pay. And so, so far, we've had some amazing companies partner with us. Uh, we've had the, the Langham Hotel, Fitness First, Airtasker, Style by Wesson and Inspirationary, and we're actually signing up another five more this week. So hence why we've delayed the launch to, to get everyone on board. Um, and so women will actually get discounts for their products and services simply for being part of the Remarkable Woman movement. What an amazing lineup of offerings as well. I'm going to put the link to your website on my show notes on janejacksoncoach.com so that it makes it very easy for anyone to just hop over there and click straight through to remarkablewoman.com.au so that they can find out more about it because this is a really exciting initiative that you've started, Shivani. I just, I mean, with purse power and pairing mentors, having a structured program, offering it at such a, a affordable price as well, and I can't wait wait to listen to all of your TED talk, well, TED style talks as well, because that sounds amazing and going across all of Australia. Good on you. What an amazing initiative you've started, Giovanni. Thank you so much, Jane. It's exciting <laughs> oh, times. Yeah, it is. It is. Tell me, what is the most challenging thing to you about setting up something like this? I, I think for me, it was just how large the task really was mm. to get out there nationwide and to make a nationwide calling on um, amazing women who want to hold other women's hands and help them be the best that they can be. But but finding them from from you know every every industry, different companies has been has been a huge challenge in terms of time. And, and getting everything off the off the ground and and sharing my journey. I've been very blessed, Jane, in that. Um, shortly after I started talking about this, the media sort of caught wind of it and they loved the fact that, you know, we were so impact-based and so brazen in our, in our approach to truly changing women's lives um, practically. Um, and so and the reason I say that is because we're very different to, to just networking. Uh, we, we actually get out there and want to make a change. And so the, the task of getting out there and building the, uh, the, the talk platform, building the, the mentoring platform and creating into a structured program was, was huge um, and, and took, you know, months and months of endless work and, um, and very, very little sleep. Um, and so it was just pushing on, pushing on, you know, whilst 
whilst you're tired, pushing on with a sense of purpose because you know what you're doing is, is bigger than yourself um, and is impacting so many people and pushing on when there's self-doubt. Um, you know, am, am I really doing the right thing here? Um, is this the right thing for women? Should I change it in some way? And also, um, I have to confess, you know, the challenge of perfectionism. I, I absolutely struggle with perfectionism, just like so many others. And that's why I talk about it so much, you know. So, the, you know, creating the website, creating the mentoring program, I'd, I think I'm done. And then two days later, I'll go back to and go, no, it can be better. No, we can change it a little bit more to, to have it more impactful. And eventually, you've got to get to a point and go, um, let's, let's put this out there because without putting my foot out there, without um, putting the intent out there, without without offering the mentoring programs, I'm not creating any change at all. Um, and we can perfect as we go. So um, that's that's been my challenge is, is working with my own um, needs of, of perfectionism and, um, and and just carrying on with, uh, with the huge task that it is. Mm. Sometimes you need to let it grow organically as well because I, I, I think ju- just with me reading that Sydney Morning Herald article, it, it just inspired me to make contact with you right away because I thought this is so important. It would be great to be able to help to promote this, this movement as such. And also you have such a powerful voice, Shivani, you speak eloquently, the passion comes through, the whole reason why just really resonates um, while I'm, I'm interviewing you right now. So I'm so excited to see Thank how you. this is going to grow. And um, I wish you all the best with it. And if there's anything that I can assist you with, please don't ever hesitate to ask, because uh, I think that this is a movement that's really important to every woman and actually everyone, um, whether they're working or not working. It's that uh, self-belief, it's the empowerment, it's having a voice, it's standing up for what you truly believe in and also knowing what it is that you truly believe in is so important too. Yes, indeed. And and sometimes people don't know, um, you know, what, what their sense of, of drive and purpose is and it's about soul searching and finding that. Mm. So um, it, it's... Um, it's it's very it's such an honor to be able to help women on that path yeah oh i'm i'm just delighted follow the remarkable woman this is amazing and you are a remarkable woman too shivani so thank you so much for coming on the show and you know what i'd really love to do is after about four to six months when you're ready I'd love you to come back on on the show again and tell me how things are growing and how well everything's going and also the the challenges that I'm sure that you will will get to and you will overcome them uh, but, but just how you actually grow a movement like this would be a fascinating story too absolutely I would be delighted to do that thank you Jane thank you so much Shivani and we will talk to you again soon look forward to it thanks for having me Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com.
If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.